0: the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 50-50 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 50-50 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game.
1: College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student athletes and their families. If your son or daughter is serious about college athletics, call them at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA. The best investment a parent can make in their high school student athletes.
0: Here we go. It's another edition of uh, the 50 50 podcast powered by College Promoters USA, our proud partners, College Promoters USA. They are America's premier college prep program and high school student athlete marketing service since 1997. Located locally here in the San Antonio area, you can find them in the Ventura Plaza, shop, Ventura Plaza Shopping Center. But you can also find them on social media on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also get more information on the cool things that they're doing, the awesome things that they're doing, and the lives that they're changing on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. All right, my next guest, he's uh, so great, we had to bring him back again, All right? It's take two, Mm -hmm. right? So he is Coach Jim Swift, the owner, CEO, and certified personal trainer of Swift Performance Training. Coach, welcome back. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thanks for having me again.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. It's a long time no see, right? So, uh, for our listeners, obviously, we tried getting this off the ground uh, about an hour ago. Ran into some, just multiple technical difficulties, but uh, credit to Coach uh, Coach Swift. He uh, he was a team player. He was a soldier. Wanted to make sure that we were able to uh, get it right. So uh, appreciate you, Coach Swift, on that front. And uh, let's uh, let's dive right in. So tell us uh, tell us briefly your current role there, Swift Performance Training. Kind of what you all are about and how you get there uh
2: so i do uh basically personal training for the strength speed performance side of uh athletes mainly middle school and high school in the san Antonio area uh, a lot of football and volleyball and then uh more so in recent uh, months the uh more soccer players uh, that's definitely a growing sport here and so uh like i said i handle the appropriate strength and speed development uh that they need to become, uh, better athletes, uh, develop injury-free athletes. Uh, I got into this about 10 years ago after college, I got my exercise sports science degree from tech state. Uh, I found a mentor, uh, afterwards who had, uh, been at the division one strength conditioning level and had been on, uh, the West coast training a lot of the, uh, what is known, uh, what was known as the PAC 12 athletes, all the kids from USC, UCLA, uh, uh all those sports getting ready, uh, for, uh, pro days. And, uh, after I got mentored by them, I eventually, uh, founded some performance training about seven years ago. And, uh, you know, I plan on going a lot more years in this
0: great stuff. And, you know, so for, you know, as we dive right in and we start looking at the time of year that we're in right now, summer's wrapping up, summer's ending. um, And some people, rightfully so, they've had the opportunity to go on vacation in some cases, some for the first time in maybe three years, two, three years Mm -hmm. because of COVID. Um, So that's a big, uh, rightfully so, that's a big aspect and getting, making sure people are Uh, get that time to decompress, spend time with family, loved ones, uh, rightfully so. But maybe what are some of the things, hopefully they were doing them at some point during the summer, but now as they start getting ready, we have college athletes, high school student athletes, they're getting ready to start their respective uh, college and club seasons. What are some of the things that they should anticipate and some of the things that they can be working on starting right now, getting ready for for preseason and early season
2: uh, well, you know, preseason, it uh, doesn't matter what sport it is. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of running involved uh, traditionally. Uh, and so a lot of athletes will, uh, whether in teams with schools or on their own, uh, like if they're getting ready for club, then they will put strength conditioning uh, on the on the back burner and on one hand, this sounds smart. Cause, Oh, you know, you got you got to dedicate your body and your energy towards all the running and everything else that goes on, uh, as you enter your, uh, team preseason, uh, before the season starts. And on the other hand, if you cut out too much, then you, uh, a lot of people don't realize the science that, um, uh, you can lose some of these adaptations and strength, speed, uh, and all those, uh, metabolic conditions, uh, in a shorter span than what it took you to get there. So, uh, learning that, uh, sweet spot and that balance, uh, by, uh, per team per athlete is very important. And, um, you know, this is also where they, they put a lot into the preseason and season practices, uh, getting back with their team, getting back into that full-time, uh, structure of, uh, you know, schedule and everything gets really busy again for them that they might also lose sight of nutrition and they you know, hopefully had been adhering to uh, going into here. So the the biggest challenge is teaching them how to manage all this. Uh, and once again, that whole life balance between somebody, make, you can't go 100% at all that, but you do have to dial down and you don't wanna go down to zero uh, or else you will eventually uh, fade out faster um, before the season even hits, probably the midway point, I would say. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Such a great point. And, you know, so, you know, so that's, that sounds great coach. And, you know, you're throwing out a lot of these big words, right? (laughs) I'm a 14 year old, I'm a 15 year old and I just want to play soccer. Right. So from the, maybe you mentioned the nutrition piece, but maybe even the periodization piece, the tempo, the recovery, I'm a 14, 15 year old, young, young man or young lady. What should that mean to me in terms of just recovery, nutrition, periodization, Paying attention to the demands, the sudden demands I'm putting on my body. Uh, so there's that athlete piece and then maybe that coach piece, right? From, from those aspects, what should they be looking for? What should they be paying attention to?
2: Um, definitely how you're feeling uh, going into practice, how you're feeling in the middle of practice and afterwards uh, as you try to recover day to day. Uh, this all involves, uh, body awareness. And if you've been training, uh, and you've, uh, you, uh, your coaches probably have, uh, taught you a lot about body awareness and, uh, but you definitely got to tap into different cues on, um, uh, you know, on a scale, a simple scale of one to 10, how is your energy level starting to work out versus the middle versus the end? How is it day one versus day two? Um, uh, the periodization thing can get really complicated. A lot of kids are like, you know, what is that? Uh, to put it simply, you know, you have to lift a little bit more weight, run a little bit more in order to see benefits uh, in your speed and your strength. But as you go into your conditioning, uh, you know, for the preseason, before you get ready for uh, the in season uh, side of things uh, this year, uh, maybe if you did, to keep it simple, if you did four days a week, maybe drop it down to two, keep it safe. Once again, you're not going out of zero. going out to you're preserving your body but you're still putting in those uh strength demands that you need in the weight room so uh you you can go back a little bit you can always go back up but it's a lot harder if you go back down to zero completely and then knowing when to stick uh, the weights back in so i'd say cut it in half if you're doing 10 workouts per day cut it down to the most important four to five just keep it really simple we can go deeper into the science of why it's Less than that, more than that, but I'd say a simple rule of thumb uh, on how to manage things uh, without having to get too geeky and uh, (laughs) take up a lot of their preseason time uh, having to read a whole entire book that a lot of us had to spend in college.
0: Right. You know, so that's from that perspective, right? So whether I look at it from the coach's perspective or or the student athlete's perspective, I here I am. uh, I'm there. I'm in training for two hours, right? Hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours, what have you. Uh, and that's all fine and dandy, but then what am I doing those other 21, 22 hours out of the day in terms of recovery, rest, which, you know, sleep, which we know is vital and nutrition, what should I be doing in those other, you know, the bulk of the day, right? Those 21, 22 hours out of the day.
2: Yeah. So, uh, no matter if you're experiencing hundred plus degree weather, uh, like we have uh, (laughs) here in Texas the last several months. Or you have more favorable weather to where, you know, 85 is a high, but you have no humidity at all. Um you definitely want to stay on top of your hydration. Uh you know, I would you know, easy rule of thumb they always say is half your body weight in ounces of water. Uh you might need a little bit more as you sweat that out, uh getting the right kind of electrolytes. Light uh as young athletes, you can do Gatorade, but you if you uh you might need to watch the extra sugar. There's Pedialyte, there's other electrolyte uh sticks that you can add into your water uh, but once again notice i'm always saying water nothing takes the place of water it supplements water that's what a supplement is it's the last bit of percentage in there so you want to make sure that you continuously hydrate uh, before during and the rest of the day after practices and then nutritionally you don't want to leave a hard practice and training session and uh go straight to taco bell or mcdonald's um uh, it's it can get really confusing uh, talk and take a lot, you know, a lot of hours for us to say, do this, do that. It's a lot easier for me to say, try to avoid the drive through <laughs> as best possible. Uh, eat something as fresh and whole food as possible as you can. Uh, anything from chicken and fish, something that's very solid, but also light. Uh, if you're picky, I'm sorry, you need to eat all the fruits and greens that you can. Uh, you know, that's going to be pretty much a rule of thumb for your nutrition, uh, as a student athlete and as become an adult who, uh, isn't playing sports anymore. So keeping those in mind, um, will definitely help you, um, you know, cold showers, cold baths, that kind of stuff, uh, help reduce the body temperature, uh, stretch, you know, you don't gotta go do 10 hours of yoga, but definitely if your body is feeling compressed, uh, in the back, the hips, uh, your quads, you know, even your feet, uh, roll your body out. Uh, if you know how, uh, you know, stretch it out any, which way you've ever learned, uh, don't go and do a bunch uh, try not to have a crazy schedule afterwards. I would say too, uh, nothing that's going to yeah. exhaust you. you. Um, and, and that can be tough. Everybody has demands, uh, you know, but if you're, you know, I told my athletes if they are going to be starting practices and let's say practices is only from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'm going to, you know, usually I might, you know, a lot of them are good in the summer for, Hey, we're going to come in three hours early. I might tell them don't come in for five or six hours. Let your body have more time between take a small nap, but you don't need to sleep the whole four or five hours (laughs) in between. Like, you know, it's something you're, you're, you're just mentally zoned out, have something, uh, quiet, uh, you know, a, a quiet, cool room, and you know less lights uh less of the white lights and everything coming in hydrate eat, uh and you should recover day to day pretty well uh if you have to go to the training session i i told a a kid who the other day she's like okay i have my volleyball tryouts monday and tuesday when should i come for train i was like until you i was like until you get the go ahead that you're coming back after those two days i'm not going to see those two days and then Mm -hmm. i also want to her to put all her uh, mental and physical energy into those two days, not worry about coming to me. And then um, also gauge how her body feels. Even if you're a guaranteed starter team captain, uh, there's no shame in seeing how your body feels by uh, kicking off some of their stuff. But also um, once again, that's for one or two days at a time, not a full on week of absolutely 100% no weights. I will gradually uh manage things as I go with all the kids. They they're probably tired of me asking what their schedule's like every week as we get closer right. to this time period.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So we talked with with the athletes, right, with the student athletes, paying attention, paying attention to the signs and what their body's telling them. Mm-hmm. Now and that, that communication piece with coaches is such a vital part, right? And Normally, you know, in a, in a perfect world, a student athletes, if something isn't feeling right, Hey, we just started preseason or something isn't feeling right. Very rarely, they're going to be very reluctant. Let's just be honest. They're going to be very reluctant to come to their coach and just say, Hey coach, I kind of felt this, or I'm feeling this, or just really lethargic, what have you, right? Whatever, what have you, but. But from the coach's perspective, that awareness, right, is, and in many, many cases, a lot of these new coaches, you know, you're having new coaches with new teams, uh, new athletes with new coaches. We have high school, you know, recently graduated high school student athletes that are now entering and they're going to play at the collegiate level. So now they're, they're being introduced to a whole new level with a whole new set of teammates and coaches, right. And a higher level of play, Um what are some things that maybe coaches, uh, coaches should be looking for in terms of an awareness, as far as paying attention to those signs from their athletes when nine times out of 10, they're, they're going to be reluctant to say anything to the coaches.
2: Yeah. Um, coaches were all about, you, you have to go into preseason and in, in season with high expectations. Uh, I'm not saying lower the bar on there, but I think, uh, a key thing is just like the athlete needs better understanding of balance in their life, uh, how you start off the season uh, might need also start with a high expectation, but, you know, uh, gauge how an athlete is feeling uh, during workouts on a scale of one to 10. If they've been going all summer, the good part is um, they know who's been working hard, who hasn't been working hard. So one, they can tell who is probably in more shape uh, because they saw them all summer uh but also that could mean that uh that doesn't mean the athlete is indestructible just because they're uh they they went more days and they're in better shape that might be those also might be an athlete you have to watch a little bit to like hey you can let off the gas a little bit right now but still that doesn't mean you're sitting on the bench the whole time um so there so there has to be an understanding of where everybody is at and and i know a lot of schools uh they'll try to gradually have some things where they're going back or maybe maybe the first couple of days or they get like a week before uh, some of your smaller division schools, maybe uh, before the kid, when the kids go back, they, they haven't come back a week earlier than uh, the necessary just to let them get, uh, get acclimated, get their feet wet and everything like that. Uh, and then, cause I mean, and then like you said, everybody's just going to be stressed uh, w- without really even showing it from, uh, a new team roster, new coaches, new way of doing things. There's a lot going on. And so uh, making sure that everybody is understanding that you can communicate back and forth um, and, you know, not to take it overly personal to where somebody is too scared for when they really are hurt uh, right? and, you know, accidents happen later on. So that's And some some of this, uh, you can talk to any coach. Uh, I've talked to a lot of my former coaches over the years, and they'll say, a lot of this is going to have the textbook and also what comes with experience. And as you get to know kids over time and uh, just get a feel for things, uh, that's, you know, that's part of the wisdom of the job as long as you do it.
0: Right. And and it can put kind of, you know, from the coach's perspective, it can put coaches in a tricky situation, especially when they're dealing with they're, they're dealing with new athletes that maybe they're meeting for the first time, right. Whether it's incoming college freshmen uh, or just new club players, right. Which, which is inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, they they have to suddenly they're not only are they trying to get to know personalities, but now they don't know what's normal from not normal with some of their athletes. Right. As far as in that preseason stage. So, and oftentimes this is where these, where these situations kind of, can kind of come up is early, early on, early going. So that communication piece is vital. So for sure. Now question, you know, there, there is a clear, obviously it can't be ignored, but I think it's often, but it, it as obvious it, as it is, it still appears to be a bit overlooked is the, the physiological differences between male mm-hmm. and female athletes and that awareness of the, of the additional stressors that may be, uh, particularly to female athletes. I know there was this recent, uh, recent post that was shared on DAZN football on Twitter. I shared it with you earlier today, uh, from uh, coach Emma Hayes and the Chelsea FC women. She's, she's addressing her, uh, largely male dominant performance staff and talking about being, being in tune and getting feedback, um, as on a volunteer basis, obviously from their female athletes, as as it relates to their, their menstrual cycle and the, the impact that it can have on, on performance. Right. So, um, I don't know what, what are your thoughts on that? What can you share when you factor those in those physiological differences that, that both athletes and coaches need to have?
2: Yeah. Uh, so the good part is, um, you know, you, you for for one, you have to respect uh the differences in the in the physiology, uh, or you're gonna, you know, overlook a lot of uh things. You're gonna lose uh respect and buy-in by your athletes if you don't do that. Uh not to say you can't be tough and you shouldn't be tough on your athletes. I think we're all in agreement on that, but there's still a level of respect and understanding the difference between uh right. what a uh a male and a female might go through the differences in their teens and twenties. And so with the menstrual cycle, what I gathered from that video, and, uh, I also train adults, uh, who are just everyday lifestyle is a lot of the stress factors uh, you talk to them about. How's your sleep been altered by ABC? How's your hydration level been altered by ABC? on a scale one to 10, have you been, how have you been feeling each day? Uh, Maybe kind of start journaling with them on that each day. Um, You know, it it does come, once again, that also comes with not only somebody like their uh, coach and director making it uh, very, uh, you know, putting it right out in front of her male dominant coaches, but also once again, the the experience they're gonna have on how to go about it in a good system. So they, um, They did a very good job evaluating. It wasn't, uh, and and the toughest part is going to be evaluating without taking too much time away from everything else. Um, stay, but the good part is staying, uh, on top of the accountability on a regular basis with nutrition, hydration, sleep, and stress management for when those, uh, menstrual cycles come. And, you know, a lot of things might feel, you know, like they're going out of whack, everybody deals uh, with those moments differently. If you've already been working on those, then it, I imagine it, it eventually becomes an easier conversation. Uh, but you have to get going in that conversation on normal times, I think. Um, because if you don't, then, uh, I think you and I had also discussed it. There were studies either in UK or Australia that, um, when females are in around that cycle, they, they don't feel as strong. They're not as, mentally into every step that they take, every move they make that, uh, we start kind of noticing a trend in injuries that, uh, peak around that time, mainly knee injuries that unfortunately might end the season. And so we can't just sit everybody out those weeks, uh, cause we still have a job to do. They have a job to do, yeah. but if a lot of what we stay on top of has to do with nutrition, sleep, stress management, strength, training, uh, hydration uh, just letting them vent out on some things and, uh, you know, maybe we can, uh, just like other injury prevention protocols and strength, maybe we can minimize catastrophic injuries. Like maybe instead of them tearing ACL, it's just like a, you know, a rolled ankle where they're out for like a quarter. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And you know, such, you hit on so many great things there, but yet at its core, at its core, what it, what you realize is, no matter what type of coaching, whether you're a performance coach, soccer coach, whatever sport, right, is at, at its core, you have, met, you know, there's certain words that apply in all of these situations, right, is management, trust, uh, communication, and relationship building, right? Those really, I think to me, those four words strike me in terms of that that piece with, uh, particularly when you factor in performance, right, which can oftentimes be significantly overlooked by by club soccer, right. By club, club teams, because they they only have so much time with the athlete. Right. And unlike where at the collegiate level, what you often find, what tends to be a bigger surprise to a lot of student athletes at the college level is they, they overwhelmingly end up spending way more time with the strength coach, right. With the performance coach than they do their actual sport coaches. Right. So, um, right. So yeah, so there's something to be said there in terms of the trust, the communication, the relationship building. Uh, so yeah, so many great points there. Um, and that that series that we're talking about, for those of you that may be curious, that may be interested, I believe it is called One One Team, One Dream, and that's available on DAZN, the D-A-Z-N channel. If you don't have that app, you can also get the. You can find it on YouTube as well. So just uh, search the Chelsea FC Women One Team One Dream. So interesting series. I'm in the middle of that, watching it right now. And uh, so yeah, hits on a lot of things that we just discussed here. So now as we start transitioning, coach, you know the big piece too in helping uh, both our student. This applies to everyone, right? Student athletes, coaches parents is the mental health focus right and and its components and how they without a doubt tie into the the performance piece the sports performance piece right uh meaning it's all it's all part of it's all part of the athlete it's not just hey i can see strength i can see speed but we kind of look past the mental health piece uh, because we can't always necessarily see it. Maybe, maybe the body language might tell us something, maybe it doesn't, but, and again, that goes back to awareness and understanding knowing your players and personalities, but how can, how can we get better at really emphasizing and putting a premium, a focus on the mental health component piece and how it factors into the whole person developmental concept?
2: Um, I think uh, it's very tough, and I think it's always going to be tough because, like you said, uh, the body language isn't always there. A lot of people are actually surprised because it's uh, when they find somebody has been struggling because they uh, they they just never show it. They always they might walk with a lot of confidence, might always be smiling, high fiving everybody every single day, but you don't know. Uh, you know something was dark going on up there. Uh, and, and that might just be them. Tr- uh, maybe they're trying to hide it. Maybe that's just them trying to work through it. Right. Um, I think it, it still has to go back to the the trust, communication, relationship, buy-in from the very beginning that uh, an athlete and coach get together uh, on the team, whether that's freshman year or they're a transfer, junior year, uh, any one of those. I think the earlier that uh, you establish that rapport with each other, uh, the better. And uh, the basic check-ins kind of like in the, uh, the example we gave with the FC women the, that uh, e- even if you're only, if you talk about physiological things that can open the door for the mental stuff. Cause it's like, well, what else is stressing? You? Right. It's like, well, you know, there's right. uh, th- there's relationships and friendships outside the locker room and off the field uh, to, you know, uh discuss with them uh or you know if you don't feel like you're um prepared enough for this having somebody uh in your back pocket that they can talk to you, you know their school counselors uh locally i have uh uh mentioned it to athletes or they've had teammates who already went to a sports psychologist um so i think making people uh maybe that leads to another thing is making them feel uh know that it's okay to the, to To reach out when something is going on, uh, if you're having trouble reading the signs, and if you're not feeling equipped with it, maybe you always have that in your back pocket. Now, just like uh, there's medical uh, there's medical needs for some people's nutrition, uh, you know, with type two diabetes and cancer that I that's above my uh, understanding and above my uh, you know expertise. But I have people who went to school for that, that I always have my back pocket now. So I think anticipating these things could happen and, okay, what do I know? Do I know enough to at least get it going? If I can't, who is a better expert above me uh, that I I, I can lend lend their hand to, to, you know, get the mental health that they need uh, or even just, you know, express their uh, thoughts over a period of time to help them out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's such a great point, right? It's, it's not always about having the answers, but being able to connect someone. Right. So yeah. Great Mm -hmm. point. Great point. Um, so, you know, as we start, we start wrapping up here, coaching, we start getting ready to transition here. Um, what are, what can you leave us with in terms of any trends as it relates to whether it's mental health or just in performance industry in general, what are some trends that you're, that you've maybe directly seen, trends that you've read about or have heard about uh in again in the industry is it whether it's just general sports performance and and, or factoring in the mental health aspect
2: uh yeah so uh the last i mean i've I've been doing this for 10 years now but i think at least the last 20 years uh there's been great strides in appropriately bridging um how to make an athlete bigger, faster, stronger, but also specific to the demands of the sport. Um, so we've been making great tweaks on that, learning from other sports on how they did things, uh, no matter what size the athlete is in those sports and uh, and how they play. But uh, speaking of the mental side, uh, following coach uh, Brent Bartholomew, who has worked with uh, Olympic sprinters over the years, uh, and also with military leaders, the industry is moving more towards the, the mental side or in general, the, the psychology side, the, the change psychology, um, psychology of coaching and how to get better buy-in for your team, whether that team is a group of club soccer players, college soccer players, volleyball players, uh, maybe, you know, your staff at, uh, at work, corporate America um, there's a lot of buy-in and communication and understanding Uh, While still holding, you know, of course, big expectations for everybody to succeed. Uh, That's definitely where the industry is going. He's been saying that for at least the last five years since I started buying his books and listening to his podcasts and YouTube channels. And it only comes uh, true more, especially in a very uh, digital, uh, congested world where we see so much going on. Uh, Anxiety is high. Uh, there's not anxiety that's high, there's just way too much information out there to sort through confusion goes on. Uh, so, um, so addressing the psychology side on how to sort through all that, uh, make the waters less muddy and build better relationships uh, that are still strong and demanding. That's definitely where the industry is going. And like you said, strength coaches, especially we're going to spend a lot of hours with everybody throughout the year. Um, and even if we spend less hours in the season with them, we're, it's still not zero. So really your whole year probably like, if if you're at a division one school, especially you're probably spending, you know, 40 weeks minimum still, even with Christmas break and everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Great stuff. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for our first segment. Coach, I know we're going to bring you back for Counterattack, attack second second segment. We'll get to uh, kind of throw some random off-the-wall questions at you, have some fun with you, and uh, see how you perform under pressure.
2: All right. <laughs>
0: All right. No, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor college promoters
1: usa founded and located in san antonio operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in texas that brings a truly professional local and face-to-face approach to area high school student athletes and their families As the lead sponsor and proud supporter of the 50-50 podcast alongside Coach Hector Kano, College Promoters is proud to be elevating its support for the college soccer recruiting process more than any other service in the country. If your son or daughter is serious about competing in college soccer, call College Promoters USA directly at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athlete.
0: And we're back with Coach Jim Swift. He is the owner, CEO, and certified personal trainer of Swift Performance Training. Coach, you ready? We uh, It's counterattack time. Ready. All right. Look at that. Not nervous at all. I like the body language. Awesome. So, all right. So, the way this works, we just throw some random rapid-fire uh, questions at you Uh Majority of them will not be soccer related, but we'll pick on you a little bit and just uh, see how right. you can do. Have some fun with it. So, all right. I uh, promise we'll take it easy on you, though. I promise. So, all right. First one. If you could train in over the course of history, right, or modern day, uh, if you could just if you could pick any any particular athlete to train, who would it be?
2: I mean, we've talked about the mental side. So man, and from San Antonio, so might as well go with Tim Duncan.
0: Nice. All right. Good. All right. Wasn't expecting that one, but good. Good. All right. Next one. Are you a morning person or night owl?
2: Uh, I'm definitely more of a morning person now. I wake up about 4.15 a.m. Monday through Friday every day. So
0: yeah, I was about to say, I don't know too many strength coaches that are necessarily night <laughs> night,
2: night owls, right? They got to
0: get up early. So
2: yeah, all right. Yeah. We hit a wall after a while.
0: <laughs> yeah. Rom-com or thriller? Which movie?
2: I have not seen any of them
0: no no i mean uh romantic comedy oh, or or a thriller what genre i
2: guess am oh, sorry,
0: sorry. Um, rephrase that
2: yeah uh double go more for the thrillers uh i have a fiance but she really doesn't force uh the romantic stuff on me unless you know we're at home and it's on uh like youtube tv and everything
0: yeah oh no but
2: ver- very, very little very little so but just yeah. enough sometimes
0: yeah well you said fiance, so she's she's buttering you up, man. It's coming your way. Trust me, it's coming your
2: way. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's happening.
0: <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So uh invisible or mind reader. You can only pick one superpower, which invisible or read minds, which one? I
2: mean I'd say I'd probably be better at reading minds, but that also might be a scary thing. Uh yeah. But then again, you're invisible and I feel, like, I feel like reading minds. at least people know I'm there. Uh, and you know, talk to the mental side, maybe as a strength coach, that'd be a definite plus.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Could have put a good spin on it. I like that. Um, next one, one thing, one thing you'd change if you were afforded the opportunity, one thing you would change in the performance industry, the strength and conditioning industry tomorrow,
2: uh, tomorrow, um, probably less ego. Uh, we need a lot better, uh, you know, collab going on between the team coaches, the strength coaches, the lowest level strength coach and GAs, the highest ones, uh, medical staff, uh, in certain areas, uh, now sports psychology staffs, nutrition staffs. I mean, uh, less egos, uh, I think, you know, make the world, uh, go around a lot better.
0: Nice. I like that. Um all right, next one. So and you got to be completely objective here. Scale of one to ten. Uh one, you're god awful ten, you're just the standard, right? How how good or bad of a driver are you?
2: I mean, if a good driver means that they go just right at the speed limit, I guess that makes me a great one, but you know, nobody's perfect. I'll say a seven because they also say San Antonio drivers aren't that great, so I fit right in there. Oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah. 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 I have a theory on that. I'll tell you that one offline. Okay. (laughs) All right. So all right. Which one one or the other the 20s, youth and energy, or 40s wisdom and experience? You can only pick
2: one. That's tough. Um, I'll go the, the second one was a 40s. You said
0: 40s wisdom and experience.
2: I'll go wisdom and experience. Um, I still feel pretty energetic, so I think I can get by on that. <laughs> all
0: right. Okay. Uh, next one. See, we're going to – soccer question here for you. Let's see what see what you got. Um, favorite soccer team?
2: I don't watch enough soccer yet, and I'm not going to give a cliche answer like all the top. You know, te- club teams over in Europe and everything, but uh, as long
0: as you as long as you don't say Manchester United, we're good,
2: we're good, we're good on that. would have been a very uh, basic answer, wouldn't it? <laughs> right, right, yeah,
0: a number of reasons.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when all the, uh, I do love watching soccer in all the countries play, and uh, I am part Italian, so I, I I'm I'm always like you know at heart gonna pull for Italy to do well. Mm, okay. Good. So we go on a national. So we go on a on a you know country by country span.
0: There you go. All right, I like that. All right, uh, another another zodiac sign. If you could pick a different zodiac sign other than your birth one that maybe best describes you or better describes you, what would it be?
2: Okay, so I'm Aquarius, and I don't, I'm not too. I'm not too. Uh, I guess smart or informed on all the zodiac signs but with the way everybody says it uh if i can name it you know whichever one means i'm the less crazy because apparently there's zodiac signs for who's crazy and i'll i'll take whatever's <laughs> the least
0: all right well i don't know does that match up is that aquarius does that aquarius best describe that or what do you think
2: i hope it does i mean so far everybody says i'm pretty sane and, you know reserved so hopefully that hopefully that lines up but you know I could yeah, be wrong. Okay. I'm, on, I'm, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, am a star reader. All right, cool. Um, all
0: right. Any hidden talents, something that most people may not know about you.
2: Hidden talents. Uh, definitely can't sing. Um, definitely can't dance, but I'm not afraid to uh, go out and dance. Everybody's doing it. Um, <laughs> talent though. I mean, I'd say, I mean strength conditioning really is my best talent right now uh but as far as other talents i a lot of people don't know that i uh i was probably about a year away from being a black belt growing up if that counts as a, yeah. as, a nice. as a past talent so nice. i would have kept up with that middle school probably would have uh came true by high school
0: okay was that karate jujitsu what
2: yeah it was just uh you know your most basic level of karate and You know from there but but i would like to get back into something martial arts related for the discipline and you know overall physical activity
0: yeah yeah awesome good cool answer all right another superpower question here for you so ability to speak every language or talk to animals
2: you know, let's go with animals. They seem pretty, uh, they've se- they, they seem pretty sane compared to humans. Sometimes they might as well have a good conversation, you know, and, yeah. and, do- and dogs are man's best friends. So, right.
0: Yeah. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. All right. So, all right. Done good. We got one more question here for you. So put you on the spot here. So one of these is not a soccer player. Okay. So I'm going to give you three oh, names no. and you have, pick, <laughs> you have to pick which one. <laughs> all right. So Erlene Holland, Owen Farrell, or uh, G- Gabriel Jesus? One of those is not a soccer player. Which one? I don't
2: know.
0: I mean, Erling Holland, definitely... Owen Farrell, and Gabriel Jesus.
2: Usually oh, a, a name like Owen in sports would be the obvious one. What uh, would you say the first one was?
0: Erling Holland.
2: I'm gonna say that one just because somebody chose Holland.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, actually, you were. I don't know. I thought maybe you were on track at first. So it's actually so. Erling Holland is now he's a new acquisition for Manchester City. Was playing uh, for Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Gabriel Jesus is just uh, just signed for Arsenal in the also in the okay. English Premier League. But Owen Farrell, believe it or not, the, the one name, Owen, that's why we kind of threw that in there, is he is actually a professional rugby player for England. So, uh, so yeah, that's the that's yeah. the non-soccer player, ironically, right, the <laughs> Owen? <laughs> but,
2: he's, <laughs> so. but, but, but he's still an athlete, so I, I was going to be thrown off my foot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why we do that. So awesome. This has been great coach. Uh, so thank you. You know, we really got to thank you. Thank you for being a great sport. Thank you for also uh, staying with us. Obviously we had technical issues. We were able to correct them and really appreciate you, uh, you know, just being a professional and coming back with us and making sure that we could kind of write, write the ship here and get you on. And you dropped a lot of great info here. Um, so two things really before we go is one, the first one is any, any plugs, anything as far as where can we get more information on Swift Performance Training? How can people reach you?
2: Um, so I'm, I'm all over social media. Uh, insta- I'm, I'm on Instagram the most, uh, swift underscore performance underscore training 210. Uh, you can DM me uh, and I will respond. You can always email me also at info at training.com or training at gmail.com. Uh, be happy to email back and forth with you. Uh, you know, if there's time also to, you know, if you want to take like a 30 minute phone call, I'm definitely down, uh, to have a chat with people.
0: Awesome. Great stuff. And the last piece, second part is, as we do is typical tradition on our show is we like to kind of leave with final thoughts, uh, just whatever they may be, whether that's a, a shout out a thank you, or just something that's recently been on your mind that you'd like to share. That's a good, you know, not a soapbox, but just a point that you'd like to drive home uh, with the, uh, since you are our guest, we'd like to go ahead and let you go first. Any final thoughts you'd like to share?
2: Um, final thoughts is uh, it can be scary to, if you're an athlete, it can be scary to, try and communicate first with your coach if you don't feel like you have a great relationship but what i've learned in the past talking with other athletes is somebody has to do it first and you will be surprised on uh how well it works in your favor if you take that initiative uh you know their coaches are people too uh they have personal (laughs) lives they uh if if you're a high if you're a high school coach you got to teach you got personal lives you got uh If you're in Texas, you have over a hundred football players to think about. Um, Don't be scared to, you know, start that conversation. Uh, If you feel like a coach hasn't started that conversation with you yet over anything, um, because skills like that, uh, you know, one day in the work world, you might have to start a conversation with your boss, uh, you know, with your friends, family, and other, you know, spouses and, uh, you might as well start, uh, while you're an athlete and it's probably easier.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great point. And actually a perfect segue kind of hits a little bit on or closely related to what I wanted to hit on, because it is very similar. And it's part of what we discussed today is, um, I guess it's more really of a challenge both for, for athletes, for student athletes and for coaches. And that is to work on, uh, work on communication maybe the challenge is to over communicate as best as you can you know you're again as we highlighted earlier we have recently graduated high school student athletes that are going on into college getting ready to play on new new rosters new teams new coaches new teammates at a whole at a higher level so a lot is going to get thrown their way um being able to communicate with not only with teammates but especially with coaches right and the same thing goes for coach you know the same thing obviously with with high school student athletes who are transitioning to new clubs new coaches what have you new teammates uh, and but the same thing goes for coaches right both both at the college level at the club side obviously high school gets start gets started a few months a few months from now so there's a little bit more time there in terms of the relationship building piece but um, this is you know it's our last week in July. So everyone, for the most part, on in some way, shape or form, will get started in probably the next week or two, maybe three weeks max. So um, so really paying attention to those things, the communication piece, the the mental health piece, making sure you are um, that you're assessing yourself, but that you're also assessing your teammates, assess you know, paying attention to them and opening those lines of communication to your coaches and that coaches are really making it a point to get to know personalities and what's normal from what's not normal. Right. Especially when you, with new student athletes. So, um, but yeah, that's really all I wanted to hit on. I think it's a great, great point. You alluded to it a good bit as well. So that's the challenge is over communication but, and it's a two way street. Right. And in the middle of all of that, our parents, right. Is, um, is paying attention to your, paying attention to your sons or daughters as well and, the the body language the body language what they might be what what that might be saying that they're not saying right so right. so a challenge all around for everybody so but that's going to do it uh we appreciate uh, again coach swift we appreciate you really uh really enjoyed having you here and uh took took us two tries but we got it and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no we appreciate you and again to our listeners to our supporters Thank you again for all you do. Thank you for keeping us going. You're the reason why we do it. And until the next time, you know what to do. Keep downloading and keep listening. You've been Make listening out. to the Fifty Fifty podcast powered by College Promoters USA. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast until the next time. Keep downloading.